What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Grow the Buck Up. My name is Alex Cementelli, and this is episode number two of the introduction series, part two of probably five, uh, Build the Life You Want and Save for It. So this one's going to go back a little bit before uh, where that last podcast went. Uh, in fact, we can take it back even further than just the the immediate, uh, what would that word be? Um, immediately before, we can take this back a few years. Um, so growing up, I was very frugal. I've always been very frugal. Um, I've always had a mindset of save money whenever I had money. I wanted to save the money. I wanted to make more money so I could save more money. So eventually I could become what we call financially independent. Uh, And this essentially, I'll I'll shorten it to FI as I talk throughout um, this podcast. But becoming financially independent has always been the goal of mine. And that is simply so I could do whatever I want, essentially, right? Where one day I can sit there and I can go, hmm, I have enough saved up that today I can do whatever I want and that's fine. And then I can continue to do that. And if I wanna work, I can work. If I want to go travel, I can travel. Um, And obviously there's different lifestyles and different amounts you would need to kind of save for each of those. Uh, But that was always the goal, financial independence. And so I was very focused on saving. Um, And it wasn't until I uh, got into that relationship, the one that I talked about, that things changed a little bit and things kind of shifted um, from where they were before. Uh, or, or I had to reevaluate, I should say, my mindset and maybe change it, maybe adjust it. So this is the post that I wrote um, a couple of months after when I first really started to look. This is a couple months after the breakup when I first started to really look uh, at that that lifestyle that mindset that i had had save everything and and then you know kind of suffer while saving and then eventually i'll get to that uh, fi state so i said i write this as a word of caution and as a learning experience my name is alex sementelli and i'm a saveaholic about three and a half years ago i graduated college and moved into the typical software engineer position i lived in a low cost of uh living city Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. I wasn't 100% in love with IT work, uh, but I knew saving money to retire sounded early. Sounded like a wonderful idea, so I started down that path. I maxed my IRA, my 401k, my HSA, um, opened up taxable accounts for savings. Uh, My expenses had always been pretty low. I have a used car that's paid off. My rent wasn't too expensive. I'm not very materialistic, all of that stuff. But I had read about lifestyle creep. And I knew um, that I wanted to avoid that. And so I maintained a high savings rate and kept kept on guard for that just in case. After about eight to nine months, I met up with a girl that I had dated a couple years prior back in college. Uh, We started dating again. She was was great. She was a good saver herself, had an amazing job as well. Um, And I ended up teaching a lot about finances, teaching her a lot about finances, and helped her show helped show her how she could pay off her loans quickly and we could start building towards a future to retire early and then live life doing whatever we wanted to do. She worked a lot of hours to make more money to pay off her loans. I ended up picking up streaming, which has obviously worked out. 
um, decently well, and that's been great just for fun uh, at the time. And then, like I said, it, it ended up working to where I could start to make some money from it. And of course, the more time and energy I put into streaming, the more time she put into working extra shifts, and the more money we made. And so that's what we did, because this was all working towards that goal that I at least had, and I thought that she shared. Her girls, goals were more focused around loans and a house at the time. Um, and my financial goals were more focused around retirement. But regardless, both of us had savings goals, and I thought things were going really well. And then after about two years, a little, after, a little over two years, uh, she broke up with me, and I had to reevaluate my life. And I found the following things. Number one, we didn't have experiences together. Considering how long we dated, I would just sit, and, sit in my chair and daydream about one day when we were retired, traveling to Japan for a month or taking a cruise to the Bahamas uh, or anything like that, but none of those things happened. Additionally, a lot smaller experiences never happened because it was always cheaper, easier to just stay at home, watch TV, than go out to bars with friends or, you know, go to that cooking class or anything like that. And it's not like we did nothing, but there was definitely less activities um, because of the focus on saving money. Additionally, I wasn't living a very happy or healthy lifestyle myself. I worked a full-time job, so 176 hours a month or whatever that is exactly. Uh, and then I streamed another 120 to 140. I tried to talk to her every night. Um, I had random workouts that I would be doing weekly to try and, you know, stay healthy there. But all in all, I slept about four hours a night. And that exhausted me to where I had no energy for anything else, including cleaning my apartment, uh, which, you know, it wasn't horrible, but it could have been cleaner. Cooking food, going out dancing, whatever stuff. I think this played a big piece into the lack of experience as well. I was making good money, but there was a cost to it, and that cost was my relationship in my life. My mood about work and other things had become a lot more negative as well. I simply didn't have the energy to care, and it for sure affected my performance and happiness. Every day I sat at work thinking about how quickly I couldn't wait to retire and just be done with it, and how much better life would be in the future. Any free time outside of work I did get, I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> What's amazing to me, though, is I never realized all of these things until the breakup. I had focused so hard on my retirement goal that I almost based my life success on how well I was doing on getting to that. I was seeing my investments and bank account grow, and I got so focused on the potential future that I stopped living in the present. Not only is this not attractive or fair to my partner, but it didn't grow me as a human being either. I never realized that if I'm miserable during the accumulation phase, I'm still going to be miserable afterwards because having $50,000, $100,000, $500,000, a million dollars means nothing if you aren't happy and not doing stuff you love or being with people you love. FI is super exciting to learn about and pursue, but after you get everything set up, all you have to do is wait and continue waiting. And that waiting is your life. During that time is when you need to find out who you are, what you enjoy. During that time, you need to figure out life that you want and then adjust your savings goals to meet it. Live your life like you are financially independent, but just in smaller ways, weekends, holidays, after work, and see what parts you enjoy and what you can live without. I look back at my past few years of life and at my bank account, and I would gladly give away a hefty chunk of it 
and work longer if I could have experienced more of the world and found more passions I could have for the rest of my life, especially with someone I had loved so much. I built my savings, but I never built my life. What I found has helped me start down the change path is simply two things. Ask yourself the questions and answer them. Without thinking about money or access or whatever, simply find out the things you want to enjoy in life. Do you like renting an apartment or would you rather have a house? What challenges do you enjoy in life? Who do you look up to? Why do you look up to them? Etc. Be open to new experiences and allow yourself a decent budget for these. For my budget, I went more extreme to try and catch up. So I allowed myself, uh, and this is where I went, I allowed my friends to choose new experiences for us to share, whether it was skiing down mountains or scuba or any of that. And I didn't know what those things were at the time. I'll just skip to that little piece. By doing this, I'm not only, only improving my life and happiness now, but I'm shipping a life for my future and actually starting to see goals beyond save X dollars, retire in year Y, 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 Y. Financial independence is amazing, and we are so fortunate to have the chance to attain it. But don't lose sight of your life. Make decisions that aren't just financially right, but also emotionally, mentally, and spiritually right for you as well. Build the life you want, then save for it. So that was two years ago. And still to this day, I find myself using advice from that post. Um, it was the first time, really the first time that I sat down and I took a hard look at my life. I took a hard look at what I believed for years, the goals I had, the challenges I set forth, everything that I had done, I actually went back and reevaluated it and I questioned it. And I said, maybe my life goal can be shifted. Maybe there's other things, there's more important things, there are things, there are lessons learned because you're never perfect and I'll, I'll probably say this every podcast, you don't know everything, I don't know everything, nobody knows everything, never stop learning and to, to not stop learning, you have to continually question yourself and, and your goals and your mindset and anything like that, your beliefs, it's okay to question it and say, is this right? And you may come back and say, it's right for me. Or you might come back and have a moment like I just had where I went, wow, I was way off track. And I'm very happy to say that while I was way off track, I still had some of the right ideas. I'm still very happy that I did put money away and I was frugal. I, I think it's a better option than the other side of it, where if I was spending all of my money on crazy stuff, um, because it at least gave me a, a safe building point where I could make a change, but I could use some of that for that change. So I had saved all this money. Now I can go and start to spend this on experiences and I can start to um, take, you know, bigger risk maybe financially and stuff because I'm in that position. So I, I still very much believe in having, uh, being frugal, having, having a high savings rate, pushing yourself to not just spend all of the money that you have and then be stuck in that situation and pushing yourself to not just believe what the world um, or society kind of tells you, which is 
you're going to get into the workforce, you're going to work for 40 years, and then you'll retire when you're 65 uh, or maybe older in the future, and then you'll have your like happy days of retirement. I still 100% believe that that needs to be challenged. And there is plenty of math that I have done, that other people have done, that does challenge that. And I will talk about that throughout future podcasts. We're going to have the finance series, and I will happily get into that. Whether you're making $30,000 a year, $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year, whatever it is, there is math for you that can show you how you can get on track for this stuff. But you always need to be aware of the currency of life, I kind of want to say. Um, be aware of time. We, only, we can always earn more money. But earning more time is a lot harder. And it's amazing how easily and how willing people are to throw away time like it's nothing. They'll be so protective of money or so, so, you know, spend $100 on that. I wouldn't spend $100 on that. And then they'll go waste an entire day or whatever it is. Um, And time is the one currency or the one asset, whatever the word is I'm looking for, that we don't get back, that we can't just get more of nice and easy. And there are ways to improve it. You know, you can exercise, you can eat healthy, you can take care of yourself, right? All of that stuff can help give you a little bit more time. But eventually, there's that point where it does run out. Whereas with money, you could you could just essentially have it never run out if you just kept earning and earning and earning. So after I evaluated myself, I decided I was going to start a journal. Because I was unhappy, right? This is where we get to the point where I was, I was in that physical pain, I was in that unhappy state, and I needed something to change. And so I started a journal. And this is something that, you know, is silly. People, people make fun of me, you know, all the time. I've got tons. I love writing things down in my notebooks. Um, but it works for me. And you just have to find what works for you. And so I wrote down questions I had, challenges, experiences, any thoughts that I thought related to me trying to pursue happiness and me trying to pursue a different life because the life that I was living was not a happy life. And even if I retired, like I said in that post, even if I retired the next day, I would have sat around and probably been miserable because I would go, I don't know what I even like. I don't even know what I want to do. Do I just sit here and and eat beans and and do nothing? Like, that was an interesting choice for food. But, you know, broccoli and and rice and chicken and and just sit there and, and do nothing, right? Cool. I can waste away on my couch and not spend any money. Do I enjoy skiing? I don't know. Do I want to save money to go skiing? I don't know. Will I enjoy scuba diving? Maybe. Would I like skydiving would I like you know I mean there's so many things that I just simply had no answers to because that was something I never built I focused so much on the finances that I didn't build my life and that got me to that point of just I I couldn't design a future for myself even because I just had no clue 
So I started this journal, like I said, and I wrote down on the front page of the journal. I said, by the end of this journal, I will know who I am, what I want in life, and how to be happy. And I, I started off like that. That is the front page. And every time that I open this journal up, that is what I see. And it's a, a little motivator for me to go, this is the goal. Every time I'm writing something down, I want to figure out a tiny bit more about who I am and what I want and how I'm going to be happy. So there's two quotes that I put in here. And I'm going to read them both. The first quote, uh, I'm not sure where I got it from. I don't know if I wrote it. I don't know if I got it from a site. I don't know if somebody said it. I can't find it anywhere. But here we go. Death is inevitable. You might as well at least try and achieve every goal you have while you're alive. I think I often, um, I found a lot of beauty in time and and death a little bit as a wonderful motivator. And I think this goes back to that time is the most valuable thing that we have uh, thought that I, I just talked about before. It's one of those things that a lot of times I think we avoid. It's not a fun thought to think about, oh, one day that's going to be that. That's not a fun thought. But if you look at it in a, in a beautiful way and you look at it rather than you look at the end, you look at what you have right now. You can say, wow, right now I have opportunity. Eventually, I won't have opportunity anymore. But right now I have it. And while I have this opportunity, I might as well try and achieve every single thing that I want to achieve. Every single thing. Why not? Because in the end, I, I mean, I don't want to say, does it even matter? But I want to say, in the end, it's, you're, eventually that opportunity runs out. You don't get a second chance to come back and, and try it again. Maybe you believe that. I personally don't believe that. So you have this one life. Why not try and live the happiest life that you can live? The second quote, uh, and I think this goes a little bit on that same theme, is we have two lives, and the second begins when we realize we only have one. And that was from Confucius. And I think this, this quote took me a second to get. I'll admit it. The first time I read it, I was like, what does he mean by two lives? And I've read different interpretations of it. But my interpretation is this. You have the life you live up until the point, the life you live where you always push things to the future. Oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that, you know. I don't have to be happy right now. I don't, I don't have to, you know. That, that's just, I'll do it kind of in another life or whatever. And then you have the life where you suddenly realize, and this is my realization point when I wrote that note, that you only get one life. And now you're starting this new life within, with a whole new mindset. And the mindset isn't, oh, I'll do that in another life 
or I'll do that later, or I don't have to do that, you know, it, what I have is okay, and that's fine, and, you know, this is this is just being human, you just gotta suffer along, and things just kind of suck, right? You suddenly realize, oh crap, this is my one life, this is the one life that I have, I need to make the most of it. So that's what I get from that quote. It's the the sudden change of accepting the life you have versus recognizing you have this one life and you better make it essentially what you want to make it. Because once again, why not? Why would you not live that life? And that's my question to you. Why are you not living the life that you want to live? And I want you to to seriously write it down. Write down a few notes. Write down a few questions. Write down a few things. Whatever it is that you want in your life. And think about why aren't you doing those? Why don't you have those? Why are you sitting there and accepting the life that you have and going, well, this is just what I have. And I I think it's very easy to, it's very easy to do that because it's hard work to, to get to that next step. It's hard work sometimes to build that life that you want. And it's very easy to excuse it. It's very easy to push it down the line or say maybe later or anything like that. But if you're not happy, what does it matter? Right? You are responsible for your own life. I'm responsible for my life and my happiness you are responsible for your life and your happiness. And if you're unhappy, that's on you. Go change it. Quit sitting around and just accepting it and go change it. And once again, just like we talked about last time, it doesn't just happen immediately, right? It's, it's like working out. You're not just going to go run one day and suddenly go, oh my God, I can suddenly breathe so much better and I have all of this energy and life is great and look, I lost 30 pounds. It doesn't work like that. You have to take the steps though to start building it, to start changing it. It's one step at a time. And so really look at those things. And I think it's also easy to, a great idea or something that I've used multiple times in my life is look at other people that you emulate, that you, you, uh, you, know, you look up to. Go to them. Number one, you can ask them for advice. A lot of times they're very willing to give it. I'll give two examples there. Or I'll give one example there and one example for the next one. I have a friend who is the best dressed, happiest guy that I probably know. And 
I went to him, and he was someone who I, I never really talked to. Never really talked to. But I went to him, and I sat down, and I talked with him. And I simply said, hey, uh, I was wondering if you could help dress me. And it was a weird question, right? Like, could you go help me learn how to dress better? Because I was showing up, I was showing up to work. I worked with him. I was showing up to work, and I looked kind of sloppy and stuff, right? I, I didn't, I didn't know how to dress myself well. I didn't know what stores to go to, what colors worked well together. I didn't know that stuff, and so I went to him and I said, "Hey, will you help me?" And he was like, sure, man, let's go, let's do it. And he sent me all of this stuff. And he came in with like pamphlets and, and all of these things when we sat down. And then eventually he was like, let's go to the stores. And so we went to the stores and we bought all these new clothes and it was fantastic. And I went from looking like a slob to looking great because of his help. And not only that, but I also made a great friend out of it. He was, he's somebody that I still will text every now and then, uh, you know, I work from home now, and he actually left the company to go pursue. He, I'll do a whole story on him later um, because he just went to go pursue the life that he wanted to live, and it is fantastic. But still a good friend, still somebody that I could easily meet up with and talk to and that I look up to uh, every day. And, but it was, a simple, it was a simple thing. Someone that wasn't even a friend, was just a coworker who dressed really well, and I just said, can you give me some tips? And you wouldn't believe how much his eyes lit up when he was like, somebody wants for like me to learn, like teach them something that I love, because he's super passionate about men's fashion and stuff. And it was fantastic. The second example goes with my number two point, which is if you look up to someone, if you see someone in a position doing something that you go, oh man, I wish I was doing that, Go do it. And my example actually comes for my video game streaming. I play video games online. Uh, and that's something that I do as a half of my job right now. I work part-time and then I stream part-time. And that all came about because I looked at one of my friends and he started streaming and it started going well for him. And I thought, man, I'm so jealous. I wish I could do that. And then a little bit later, I thought, hmm, you know, I actually could just go do that rather than sitting here and just being jealous of it and saying, ah, well, that would be nice. I could just start. And so that's what I did. I simply went and I started. I just gave it a shot and started, and it eventually turned into something that I love so much uh, and I do, you know, almost every day and it's fantastic. So those are the two ways that you can kind of push yourself and, and get into positions, right? You don't have to do this alone. You can use others. You can, you can interact with others. You can send that email out, that, that message out that I sent to all of my friends in podcast one, where I simply said, I want to do stuff, you tell me what it is, and I will be there. And then just commit yourself to that. So rather than having to commit yourself to coming up with the whole idea and starting it and building everything, and sometimes that's too much. Just commit yourself to something. 
start small, make those steps. It's not going to change right away. But eventually, you'll start to notice, oh, wow, I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm pushing myself a little bit more. I'm dressing a little nicer. I tried something new, you know, this new passion. I tried streaming. And maybe you also find out, I don't even like streaming. I thought it would be cool playing video games for friend, you know, online and, and making friends, but I don't like having to have a set time to get on and play with people and do all this stuff. Maybe that's what you figure out, and that's fine too. When I talked about skiing and scuba diving and all of that, I found out I loved skiing. I found out scuba diving was fun, it was beautiful. I challenged a lot of fears, but I don't need to go scuba dive every single year, multiple times a year. I could go every now and then, and I would, I would love it. It'd be great. But it's not something that I need to build into my life and save for, right? And I think that's the big difference. So my challenge to you, I want to start doing this where I'm inputting challenges during each one of the podcasts or at the end of every podcast, my challenge to you is to change one thing in your life that will improve it. It could be the smallest thing ever. You could simply say, I don't have a waste basket by my computer desk, and so I leave trash all over my computer desk. So I'm going to buy a waste basket, and I'm going to put it there and clean all the trash off, and that's going to improve my life. Or you could go and ask someone to help you learn how to dress better or help you learn how to start knitting or whatever it is. One thing that you want in your life, I challenge you to go do that this week. And then let me know what it is. I want to I hear uh, the way that you have improved your life. So as always... You can find these podcasts live on Twitch, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash growthebuckup, um, or any of the popular podcast feeds. I've got it now into iTunes, um, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, maybe one other. Uh, Or you can just go to the site, growthebuckup.com. But that's all I have for now. Thank you for listening. Now it's time to grow the buck up.